0: hey this is Laura and you're listening to expand welcome back love let's get into it many coaches are hesitant to really step into the space of working with clients beyond the external layer that is tangible measurable predictable malleable um, and controllable you know and and I get it I get it there's two main reasons why I see this happening first, Not many people are aware that that that, that, that deeper layer is where they actually need to be placing their energy, effort, and focus, right? Many people are still existing in the tangible space of thinking that if they can control what their external circumstances look like, then things beneath the surface will just naturally change. So there's that piece of it. It feels hard to sell it. It feels hard to speak into it. It feels like there's a lot of convincing that needs to happen there in order for someone to step into a space where the physical journey isn't even being touched or looked at and really just trust us to guide them down that journey, like take our word for it kind of a mentality. So I get it. There's that piece to it. And then there's the other piece to it around how do I prove that change is happening? How do I show the client that progress is taking place? How do I assess progress in session? How do I assess assess progress out of session? How can I empower my client to have agency over the progress that they're They're moving towards that they're experiencing in their life in the absence of me on a live call, reinforcing it for them or high-fiving them or highlighting it for them, right? How do we do that? It doesn't feel straightforward. It doesn't feel easy to measure something that we can't put in a spreadsheet. It doesn't feel comfortable to try to prove to our client that we know what we're doing and look at all of these changes happening when when we know that the client is stepping into that coaching session, not seeing that for themselves necessarily first before we shine a light on it for them. Right? So there's two really vulnerable, very turbulent stretchy, uncomfortable conversations happening at the same time in order for a coach to really truly listen to the inner callings of their heart, of their soul, to fully immerse themselves in this space of inner development and emotional intelligence and understanding the the physical sensations, the felt sense in someone's body and being able to translate that into change in their life emotionally, mentally, spiritually, like it's a whole, it's a whole spider web of different angles that we need to approach it from and and different conversations that need to be had in order for someone to be truly bought into that with us and for us to be truly bought into that with us, honestly. So I want to look at both. Um, The first, more briefly, because I've spoken into this before, but the second at depth, because I think it's important for us to step into this space, knowing how to measure progress, to assess progress, to reflect progress back to the client. The first conversation around, well, no one's looking for this. So how am I going to sell it? Is really flawed because (laughs) if you want to be a visionary If you want to change the conversation in the coaching space, if you want to take someone from unaware to aware, it's your job to have patience and compassion around how long it may take them to wake up to the truth that they've been numbing from their whole life, right? It's Yeah, it's easier to sell someone the external result that they're already aware they want. It's much harder to make someone aware to what they don't know they need, but if you're a coach who feels called to work with clients in that way, you can't ignore that because all that's going to happen is if you do, is you're going to exist in the external tangible world because that's what's immediately gratifying that's where you're getting the external results of monetary compensation and you're going to forever lack fulfillment because you're never ever scratching the itch of the deeper work that you know you have been put here to guide others through and to guide yourself through so the real question is what needs to shift for you to be okay with your journey taking longer in order for you to work with people in the way that you most desire. And is it actually true that that journey is going to take longer? Or is it just taking longer because you are stuck mentally convincing yourself not to go down that path until it gets to a point where it's so painful for you to be working with someone on weight loss, for example, that you can't ignore it any longer. And that's when you're just going to throw yourself into it. But, I would challenge you to intercept that mental process, that mental debate sooner than that point because from a place of resentment, true creativity is rarely born right? I would rather you really spend some time investigating what is it that I'm actually getting about walking the tangible, predictable, certain path that's being marketed to me from all these business mentors that are telling me if I do things in this specific way, I will get XYZ and result. And that feels mentally exciting, but physically absent, spiritually void. And what would it be like to flip that on its head and go, I don't care how long it takes. I am going to believe that I have a message within me that is going to require all of me to come online. Is it going to require me to heal parts of myself that are ashamed for thinking a different way or have been gaslit for speaking in a different way or, or embarrassed for the results externally that I'm used to measuring my value upon that didn't give me that egoic check mark that didn't allow me to feel comfortable in that moment because I said something that wasn't immediately digestible to the people that I'm used to sharing really digestible, very tangible, practical tools with. And so it missed and people didn't get it. Instead of judging myself for that, I'm going to choose to believe in that and learn the art of reaching people more deeply simply through the lens of, let me trust myself so that others can trust me too. When you're a safe space for yourself to understand where you're egoically being pulled and where you actually desire to exist in the content you're creating, and the way that you're leading, in the, in the way that you interact with your clients, and you start to try on these rejected pieces of you, these parts of you that you've sort of pushed away into a deep dark corner because they didn't fit the traditional mold of what a coach is supposed to do or say or create. When you start to pull those back online and try them on and explore what comes through you with that layer back intact, with that piece of you back online what do you say from that place what do you think from that place how do you feel in that space that's when true creativity can start to piece itself together through you again because you're not a fragmented version of you anymore you are learning to piece yourself back together so that you are the whole version of you and now you're a safe place for creativity to flow through you versus getting caught egoically checking is this something people will like is this is this correct am I going to get challenged in this is this something people will judge of me because that piece of us it starts to dissolve the more we allow it to be there but not move us understand that part of you isn't going anywhere that's a part of you your ego is there with like with you for life but it doesn't get to dictate where you move and how you move what you say and how you say it who you work with and the way that you work with them. It's just this filter, this lens, this perception of what you should be doing based on the world around you and what you've been conditioned to see and think and believe, right? So it's up to us to separate the two and go, I see this part of me trying to keep me safe. Thank you. But I'm going to choose instead today to pull this, this forgotten piece of me back online and speak from that place and just see what happens. Let's just see what comes through. And with time, you will learn how to build that bridge for your people between what they want, what they are aware they want, and what they are unaware that they need, so that what you have to offer actually becomes more valuable for them than any sort of external fast change that anybody else could create with them or for them. Because now you're speaking to their heart. You're speaking to their soul. You're speaking to them emotionally and energetically. And from that place, deep relationships are born. Vulnerability exists there. So for the heart-led coach who's craving deeper connection with their clients, it's not about the com- the way you build your community or how many members on your team you have to support people or what sorts of conversations you, you try to stimulate in there. If, if that layer of trust and safety is never present because... You're trying to just give them what they mentally want so that you can feel valuable. You're never going to bridge that gap. You're never going to give yourself the chance to understand what true vulnerability feels like because you're forever going to be stuck trying to appease them so that your ego can feel comfortable so that we can move forward and hopefully, and here's the illusion, one day be in a place where we can do what we actually want, except that day never comes until you decide it is already here, okay? So from that place, once we step into that space and we begin holding clients in that way, how do we measure that progress? How do we measure changes people experience emotionally, right? How do we measure the way someone feels about themselves week to week? How do we put pen to paper and write down whether someone is in fact progressing or regressing? And I think, the first step to this is recognizing that it's not our job to progress them. When you can release the expectation that it is within your power to control the speed at which someone progresses, the way in which someone progresses, the need to have a way of measuring that progress falls away with it. Right? I think that when you when you operate with clients from a place instead of setting the stage for a different kind of journey to happen with you, helping them to understand from the very beginning the ebbs and flows that they're going to exist inside of, how some weeks are going to feel really empowering and they're going to feel like they're opening up and they're seeing their life in a new way and they're feeling differently about themselves and they're navigating their external circumstances differently. They're more patient with others. They're more compassionate with their emotions and how what's really bubbling up for them. Maybe they're more aware of what's coming up for them in terms of the physical sensations that they're having. And now we're investigating what do those physical sensations lead to? Where What is that actually showing us inside that we have forgotten was there? What is it that it's trying to shine a light on for us to look at more openly and with love versus before when we were just numbing it? Like, When we set the stage for this kind of journey to happen with our clients, they also don't require us to prove progress every week because now it's less so we have six months to get to a place where you love yourself again. And it's more so I'm going to hold us through a journey each week where we're going to scaffold and we're going to layer and we're going to explore what's coming up for you in real time. And we're gonna work on these very specific things, but it's not something we're going to be able to put a check mark on week after week because it's an ebb and a flow. some weeks are going to be harder because of the circumstances you step into and the stressors that's involved in your life that week. And then other weeks you're going to feel like self-love is more accessible, that self-acceptance is more accessible because the external world looks a different way. And we're going to look at the interplay between your external circumstance and how you feel about yourself. And we're going to start to detach how you feel about yourself day in and day out from what's happening in your life. So that instead of The way that you feel about yourself, the way that you move being dictated by certain circumstances needing to be in place in order to be okay, you are just okay and you can navigate whatever circumstances come up. And then asking them, how are we going to know that we are moving in the right direction? What do you think? What will change in your life if we start to engage in this way with yourself and with others? and with, with, with what's happening in your world. What will you notice? What do you think you'll notice? How might you speak to yourself differently? How might your body feel differently? Like my, What might be happening externally with your loved ones or in your career? How might you feel as you move through your day? Where do we want to focus our, our energy first? Giving agency over the way in which we're going to measure the journey that they're choosing to take with you is everything. It's not up to you to dictate. It's not up to you to control. You do not have that much power. I promise you. But it requires a death to a part of our ego to be able to surrender that to the client. And to be able to hold a conversation around this and share with them where we want to take them and where we see our, our focus being and why, and then ask them to be a co-contributor to the measurement of that progress, to the assessment of what's happening. Right? I think, too, this solves the other problem of getting on a coaching call with someone in this work and asking them, how are you? And them saying, I'm okay. And not knowing how to communicate with you about what's actually happening. We so often block ourselves from having those deeper conversations because we don't actually arm our clients with how to have them. They don't know what they should be thinking about. They don't know what they should be reflecting on. They don't know where they should be focusing in terms of their mental patterns, in terms of their emotional patterns, in terms of the physical felt sensations that are arising in their body and what those mean and how those translate into the way that they move in their life and the decisions that they make and the behaviors that they habitually fall into, they don't understand any of that. They don't have language for that. And if you don't have language for that, maybe that's where you need to start. Maybe that's where we need to begin. Maybe the reason why we, we are afraid of asking someone to step into this space with us isn't because we don't know how we're gonna measure their progress, it's because we actually don't have the language to hold the space for them to be able to assess the progress that's actually happening. And if that feels true for you, great, perfect. That's beautiful. That's a beautiful place of awareness for you to be in. That's not a reason not to do it. It's a clear path forward for you accessing resources for you to learn how to have those conversations. We have these conversations all of the time inside of the secret garden. If that's something you want to be a part of, beautiful. I have a 14 day free trial. You can step in, you can try it on, you can feel it out. You, the way I create that space is very much to show you the way in which you could create your own space, the way in which you could hold another Right? I hold you in the way that I hope to inspire you to hold others. So, what better way than stepping into a space where you're being held the way you desire to hold others? So, you can feel for yourself what that is like, what the difference is. You know, I mean, like at your own time, at your own pace. I'm not going anywhere whenever you're ready, but get honest with yourself. Why are you, what is the real reason why you're not stepping into? the type of work that you feel your heart calling you to, right? What are all the yeah, buts that are popping up for you inside of that? Yeah, but I don't know how to measure progress. Great. Yeah, but I don't know how to sell them. Great. All I hear is it's not going to happen as fast as I need it to in order to be mentally okay, in order to feel safe because my external circumstances look a certain way and that's no different that is no different than your clients wanting fast weight loss so that they can feel safe because their external circumstances look a certain way. Whew. That's a biggie. That's a biggie. It's really important to see how the patterns we ourselves are falling into are actually most often the exact same patterns you are frustrated your clients are falling into. And it's easier to project that frustration onto them. Why can't they see this? Why do they only want weight loss? Why are they not ready for the deeper work than it is to admit that we are also addicted to instant gratification and we are denying ourselves the work that we need to move through in order to be able to be the space for them to wake up. It starts with you. It starts with your willingness to get really real with you, get really vulnerable with you. And bring yourself back online so that you can understand where you have been egoically trying to control a a situation for your business, for your clients, that feels comfortable, that feels safe, that feels secure. But understanding now that that was never true safety, that was never true freedom, that was never true security, because it always required something outside of you to happen in order to feel that way. True freedom, true safety, true security, as being the source of that safety, freedom, and security, and the only way to do that is to bring back online the pieces of you that you've rejected and get true, get truthful with yourself around where it is you actually desire to grow next, so that you can become the space for others to grow in that in your image, to feel safe with you, to abandon the external circumstance that they've been chasing egoically, and trust a different kind of journey. If you can't release that for yourself, befriend that part of your ego that wants to create something outside of you so that you can be safe and protected. Love that part of you, love that ego, but not let it move you anymore, not let it be the decision maker in your life. If you can do that, now you can guide someone else to do that too doesn't mean that you have to be fully a fully healed person in order to heal another it doesn't mean that you have to completely understand every nuanced scenario of the inner work in order to start to have these conversations but it does require a willingness to recognize where you've been unconscious and wake yourself up the truth that the yeah buts that your mind is saying is telling you is convincing you to be true are actually just the fears that your ego has around you moving in a different direction because moving in that direction would mean death to that part of you your ego is great at the yeah buts yeah but this yeah but that yeah but this will never work and no one will buy it and you don't know what you're doing and you don't know enough and who will really listen to you you're not a healed person you still have all of these problems That's your ego going, yeah, but don't change. Don't do something different because we're comfy over here. Don't go there. Don't go there. Don't go there. And the mastery of the ego is that it lets you believe that one day you will. It gives you hope that one day, yeah, but once we have all of this figured out and we feel safe and we have money and all of this is happening the way that we need it to, then we can go over there. Yeah, sure. One day that's possible. That's the ego. That's the biggest illusion that so many of us live inside of when we don't realize that it's coming directly from the part of us that's trying to keep us the same. At no point, if we continue to buy into the yeah buts, will that point in time ever happen for us? At no point will the ego stop yeah butting. At no point will the ego feel satisfied. At no point will the ego go, okay. That's good, you can do what you wanna do now. No, never. Not until we wake up to these two parts of us and we recognize that we have agency over who we listen to. Right, we have agency over our ability to be compassionate for that egoic part of us, but also choose to move in a different direction and recognize the parallel between that choice and the choice we're asking our clients to make. So I think a really beautiful step for us Is not jumping to how will I measure someone else's progress, but how will you measure your own? If you desire to create, to make this shift in your career, to start to explore these new areas, how will you know you're progressing? How will you know you're waking up? How will you know you're growing and evolving and becoming a different version of you? How will you know? How will your days flow differently? What is the energetic state of your body today? Are you even aware? Do you live constantly in a stress response, in a grip? Are you always? Do you always have a knot in your stomach about the fact that you're not doing enough and you're not there yet and look at my to-do list and let me hurry up and get it done so I can feel good about myself finally? Is that where you're existing? Well, maybe the first step is working with that part of you that needs to do more in order to achieve safety in order to achieve permission for rest and rejuvenation right or are you existing in judgment around creativity and inspiration do you feel like you have no original ideas do you feel like you have nothing unique to say and does that create anxiety does that create a grip to what feels predictable and controllable what you've been marketed what's being marketed to you as the right way to grow a business to work with clients to Spread your message online. And what would it look like to start to work with that part of you that actually starts to believe that you do have original ideas? It's just that you've rejected the parts of you that hold that originality. What would it be like to spend some time meditating on that part of you and bringing her back online and feeling what it might be like to reintegrate with her or him what if you didn't need to know what to say and you just trusted your heart to speak? What if, what if you stopped believing that in order to speak you needed to know what you were going to say and instead you just spoke and you trusted that if you're speaking from the heart, from the place of let me just be seen for who I am, let me stop pretending to be anything else, let me stop worrying for just a minute what anybody's going to think and let me just share something that I've been wanting to say for a really long time. Maybe that's growth for you. Maybe that's progress. Can we work with ourselves around releasing the need for our progress to happen at any specific cadence? And can we instead create pockets of space for us to simply be with ourselves differently? around that friction around those grips when we feel our ego crank up and get really really loud can we just sit in stillness and silence and let it be there but not actually move from that place anymore would that be progress like there's millions of different things that we can play with and try and so many of these strategies i've teased on the podcast and yes of course are taught at length inside of the secret garden but i think Starting with understanding how you need to evolve and what that progress is going to look like, and how you can measure it and assess it for yourself week after week is a beautiful place to start if we desire to move in this direction with our clients this year. I hope this was helpful for you. I hope that this sparks something in you to recognize where you've been living inside of illusion, where you've been asleep to your truth and how you actually need to start growing yourself in this way and expanding yourself in this way. If you ever actually want to become that space for someone else, I can't wait for you to start playing with speaking from this whole version of you and and trying her on and seeing what feels good and what feels messy and like leaning into that mess and getting playful with it instead of judgmental around it not needing to know what you're selling yet, not needing to have it all put together into a perfect little bundle with a bow on top in order to present it to the world, but just starting to speak at all would be progress. I'm here if you need me. If you have questions for me, there's a link in the show notes that you can use to reach my personal inbox directly. I'm happy to hold you in whatever friction you're coming up around this. Thank you for your courage and your vulnerability and your service to your people. And I can't wait to see you evolve the way in which you're holding them this year. I love you. Thank you so much for listening. It really means a lot that you took the time to be here and share a piece of your day with me. As always, if there's anything I can do to support you further, or if any questions came up for you as you were listening, or if you simply just have a topic in mind that you'd really love to hear me speak into on the show, just look for a link in the show notes called Connect With Laura. That way you can let me know where you're at or what's coming up for you. These messages come direct to my inbox, by the way. So I always personally reply to every response that I get. Okay. I'll see you next time. Bye for now.